Blog Talk Radio. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. No tea or tomato juice, you'll see. No potato juice, cause the planners down in Santa's all say no, no, no. The politician's daughter was accused of drinking water and was fined the great big $50 bill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Like a percolator, her perfume was made right on the grill. Why they could percolate the ocean in Brazil. And when their ham and eggs need savor, coffee ketchup gives them flavor. Coffee pickles way outsell the dill. Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil. No tea, no tomato juice. You'll see, no potato juice. The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no. So you led to the local color, serving coffee with a crawler. Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee, an awful lot of coffee. Man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil. This is Jory and the Coffee Psychic uh, with your psychic connection right here at Blog Talk Radio. We have a wonderful guest joining us tonight, and we've got some unusual circumstances going on. Also, crazy, crazy weather. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that we um, actually am in transit because several accidents on the uh, road tonight. So you might hear some different noise in the background right now of the show. So talk about some really been during the week with me with the psychic living. First want to share with you that uh, this week earlier this week called me and she goes, uh, she has a new marriage, which is really wonderful. Uh like here. Remind me that it was her husband's birthday, and I said, 
thanks for telling me, for sure are doing something for his birthday, like dinner, right, with their family members. Of course. Tell me where we're going, and I will meet you guys there. I was going to be able to stop, but I did have enough time to stop to get a birthday card and a few little fun things. Son-in-law, who is just really a wonderful man, on the coolest card. And, I mean, this birthday card was picture that said, hey, you are getting a brand new car. Made me think this was so funny, but I just love this thing. The inside it said, oops, sorry for the typo. Side of the car to be getting, you know, a brand new. It was, it was just adorable. Ended up him and um, took the bag of all the fun stuff first off. That's what everyone does. You're always a kid at heart. You go for the presents first. It's hilarious. Card, and he looks at it, and then he looks at my daughter and says, said, what? Like, what are you talking about? Looks at her and he goes, come on, did you tell your mom? I said, Molly, just read the card. It's very hilarious. It's very funny. Of course, it does say getting a brand new car. Just looked at the card, started laughing, and said, no, Mom. Purchased car, I think, the day before. That's the, that is the water I swim in, you guys. Uh, you know, we always call those, like, uh, Quinky dink was that um, pickup fun stuff that I get to live in. I have Dave waiting on the other line because this is something very brand new for me. We had the uh, the weird weird traffic, and you guys already know. I think it was yesterday morning we had to go out, and there were cars on each side of the road in the ditches. So please be careful driving. Please be safe. Please be careful. See whether it's either cold or it is, oh, my goodness. Uh, welcoming Dave to the show. So hang on one second. Hi, Jorian. Oh, my goodness. Hi. So it's been a crazy day, and I'll tell you what, I don't know what my astrology chart shows for today. The backup, we have such, oh, my God, the, the car accidents that were going on during the traffic today was just amazing. Okay. To the show. So. Yeah, well, I mean, the weather has a lot to do with that, too. But it may be, like you said, it was an accident, so that was uh, holding things up. Accidents. Yeah. Talking about with the astrology, Mm -hmm. accidents actually show 
on the astrology charts, Dave, when people look at the daily yeah. charts, like what the weather is going to uh, look like too? Well, if you're looking at someone's birth chart, and let's say they have today uh, Mars, say, you know, squaring Saturn or conjunct Uranus, uh, probably that one's a really potent one, Mars making a major hard aspect to Uranus. That can, not always, because it could mean a lot of different things, but that is one of the more, um, uh, the one that's most talked about, I believe, for accidents is a hard aspect between, say, transiting Mars and uh, to making a hard aspect to the person's Uranus in their chart. That can create, uh, symbolically that represents, I should say, the planets don't create these things. They just, they just reflect what's going on inside of us. Okay, so the person, if they're venturing out in a car and they have Mars making, transiting Mars, I should say, not, not in their chart, but a transiting Mars out there in the zodiac, and then it makes a major hard aspect to, I'll just use Uranus, sometimes Saturn too, making a hard aspect to either one of those planets, um, there, there could uh, appear, there could arou- uh, that could indicate uh, a person getting into an accident. So tra- watching transiting Mars and where it's at and how it relates to your chart is very important. So, for instance, today, uh, what are we at, the 25th today, and that means that Mars is in Capricorn, okay? And so if you have, like, Uranus in Capricorn or Mars squaring Uranus uh, in, in Libra or Aries, that can indicate an, an accident as well. So usually with automobile accidents, uh, Mars is quite often indicated. represent again yeah so mars mars uranus that's one that that's mars very mars common. is the warring it's wars it's fighting mm-hmm. it's well it represents uh, uh any uh, motorized vehicles too so cars trucks buses uh you name it even you know trains airplanes uh they all come under in some way uh, with Mars. I mean, there's other at, uh, planets that have rulership over some of those things as well. Uh, but if it's an accident, usually, it usually, not always, but usually involves having a hard aspect from Mars to a planet in a person's chart, a major hard aspect. Interesting question, Dave. When I think about what you're saying, a major airplane accident, mm-hmm. a lot of loss of life. Yeah. Looking at each person's chart and saying, like, oh, my God, look at what was happening in Mars for them. Yeah, that's a really there good a question. Way of- yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's been talked about for a long time that, you know, there might have been, a, let's say, an airplane, uh, let's say, you know, a jet airplane, uh, and there's a very difficult 
aspect going on that day with Mars, maybe Uranus and Saturn, both, and the plane crashes and everybody on board dies. Well, it, it's it's hard to believe that everybody in, on that plane, it, it, there would be something indicated uh, for death. Many of them, yes, but not all of them. Uh, so sometimes it's a kind of a group karmic thing uh, that is involved, which usually involves the outer planets, like Pluto, uh, large groups. Uh, but that doesn't mean that if, a, if, an Arab, if there's a Mars, say, opposing Pluto or squaring Pluto in the heavens, that doesn't necessarily mean that that jet is going to go down. But if it does, uh, and one of the people, or let's say several of the people on that airplane, didn't have any indication of an accident that day, um, it might be because they're part of a group karma thing that's going on. It's, it's really difficult to explain this uh, because it's true that not everybody on that plane is going to have a difficult Mars aspect to, to their chart. But if they're part of a, a larger group, that, that whole group somehow on that airplane were uh, karmically connected. And so what happens to one it would happen to uh, all of them. Or, or maybe some of the, the passengers survive. That's not out of the question, too. That can happen. But it, it usually has to do with a, a group karmic bonding uh, of these people, and they all went, the plane went down and they all died. So, and they may not have had any kind of indication of, of their, in their own chart. So um, it's hard to... You know, if if the person's into astrology and they would get on a plane and there was no accident indicated, and yet they they came out of it either dying or you know in the hospital or whatever, they may be scratching their head and say, "Well, I didn't have any hard aspects today. Why did I? Why did we get involved in this? Why was I involved with a plane crash? Yeah, one wasn't indicated in my chart. That's a really good question, and the only um, answer I've gotten from other astrologers and books I've read is that it's part of a, a, a larger group of karmic people who are karmically connected, which doesn't really, that sounds kind of weak in a way. Uh, oh, no, I but, think about the Holocaust when you're talking to me about that. Yeah. When you speak that, yeah. I Good think point. about the Holocaust. Yeah. That's a really. That's another really good point. Were all those six million Jews? Were they all um, forecast to die? Uh, yeah. No, no, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't indicate that for a lot of them. But again, they're all linked together. I guess the linkage here is their Jewish faith, and you know, um, some there were some major hard aspects going on in the world during uh, the rise of the Third Reich and uh, the war that ensued, World War II, uh, there were some major aspects going on in the heavens. But it doesn't mean that everybody had that those aspects making major aspects to their own chart. But the, the farther art you go in the Zodiac, the planets are moving slower and slower, and they go through a sign. You know, like, for instance, Pluto is the slowest moving planet, and um, 
there could be like a Uranus square Pluto going on. It's, I don't remember when that was exactly, but there was a Uranus square Pluto, I believe. Uh, and Pluto represents large groups of people. And Uranus squaring Pluto could, could mean a karmic, uh, major karmic uh, forecast of something major going on like World War II and murdering of Jews. I mean, so if you're part of a bigger group of people, you could, it could happen to you that you were a victim as well as those people who had it indicated in their chart. So it's, it's not easy to explain or understand, but that's the only explanation I can give. Just popped into my head, Dave, and it was like... Yeah. Um, well, that's a good question. Just wondering. Yeah, yeah, that's been, I've, we've asked that in astrology uh, for years. We've talked about that in our meetings and things and classes. And there's no real definitive answer to that. So, but usually would you indicate. You know, you say that, you know that the United States of America has a chart and it has a, a birth date. Yeah. That you said you guys can actually follow certain things. That's that's a good example. Yep. That's a really good example. Uh, It's a mundane chart of the United States, and maybe there's some major aspects going on. And maybe one of them, maybe one of the planets out there in the distant zodiac, like Uranus, Neptune, or Pluto, making a hard aspect to. Uh, a planet in the chart of the United States. And that's another indicator of a group of people that may be subject to this change, you know? So, so for instance, the Depression in 1929 and going through the 30s, and I don't, I don't recall what was going on in the heavens during that time, but there probably, I'm sure there was. And everybody was experiencing the same thing economic depression so it it, it has a lot to do with the chart of a country as well so yeah that's that's a good point you bring up that mundane astrologies uh look at um charts of countries that's very that's a really interesting i used to give talks every year during the month of January this month, earlier in the year. And I don't do it anymore, but I would talk about what's coming up for the country. You know, we had, uh, there was a really difficult Saturn, I think it was a Saturn-Pluto aspect uh, that was going on during the time. And it fired in right around the time that uh, COVID-19 was uh, starting to, escape and get out of China and go around the world. So right around, not so much was it already going happening in the United States. It didn't happen there first. It was happening in China. So the aspect was a major aspect in the heavens that would affect the entire world. And as you know, that was a very, it's been a very deadly virus. So a lot of people were affected by it. 
Because um, to the astrology, Dave, again, I know each other easily over. There's so much more than um, probably 40 years. There's so much more that every time we talk, there's something new or something different yeah. from you. Uh, you know, a lot of people in our listening audience, and uh, we'll be able to uh, talk with some of the people in just a couple of minutes here. And I, I might take a little music break in a, a couple of minutes also. Um, okay. We when were, you guys um, just, you know, stay on the lines and everything. But we're going to be talking about uh, the topic, about uh, what is the name of the topic again. And then I'll tell you when we're going to take that little break in a second here. Okay. Um, the topic we were going to cover, Dave. Th- this is what I, I came up with this years ago, and it made a lot of sense. So uh, for the listener out there tonight who's – in the queue and listening in, uh, might be a good idea if you have your birth chart with you, you can kind of follow along. Um, but what I did is I broke down the elements of in astrology in the natal in the natal chart and the, the transiting progress charts over the natal uh, and compared them very favorably to the elements of a play or a novel. So the, what I entitled this was the, the components of the natal chart corresponding to the elements of a novel or play. Um, those who are listening out there may recall that this, for me, this was in my sophomore year in high school in literature. Uh, we were taught that there are elements of a story. You have basically seven elements. It's author, theme, character, mood, setting, time, and plot. And those elements of a story or a play are very, very closely corresponding to the elements in the natal chart. So, for instance, if you can envision this for a moment, and I know there's a lot of people out there that don't have their chart, but if you can imagine for a moment your birth chart and the wheel, the very center of the wheel, there's nothing really going on there, but that is very, very important symbolic um, aspect or component of the, of the wheel, of the, of the person's birth chart. The center of the wheel represents your radiant light, your spiritual self, I really get into the whole spiritual thing with astrology as well. And so that center of the wheel represents your own, the person's natal chart and their centeredness in the light. Uh, I call the spiritual self or the radiant light. And this represents uh, the author of your chart. You are the author. And that that spiritual part of you is in the center of the wheel is your divine spirit. And when I say author, I'm, I capitalize capital A, then U-T-H-E-O-R, author, uh, because the author here represents your divine self. And everybody, I believe, has a divine center. 
and that's the center of the wheel. And that's the writer of your story, because every lifetime is like you're writing a story of your life. And that I wrote down, that which creates your life story, the spiritual self or the radiant light, and that word that is capital T. So then the second element is theme. And that represents the overall chart interpretation or synthesis of your charts, what it means, and lessons being learned. In other words, when you take your entire chart, and this is what astrologers are taught to do they synthesize the entire chart so it's the writer's subject matter or your reason for incarnating your chart is your uh your birth chart your natal chart is your game plan for this lifetime and it answers the question why your story is being written so we have that which is the author theme is answers the question why why did you come here why, did, why were you born at the time you were born? Well, th- at the time you were born, you had a special game plan, karmic game plan for this life, and that is represented by the entire chart as a whole. When you look at your birth chart and see it as just one whole, whole element, you know, all the houses and the planets and the signs and all, all of that, that... that that chart encompasses the theme or reason why you came into incarnation this lifetime. So then we also have characters in our story. Our game plan, our story, why we came here, has characters. And every um, story, novel or play has characters. And that is that corresponds to the planets and the asteroids in your chart. They are the actors and actresses, act, actresses, actors and actresses in your story. Who are, in other words, it answers cool. who. Yeah. So it answers the question who. Who are the players in your story? And these different players, the moon, the sun, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Pluto, Neptune, and so on, and even the asteroids, Juno and Pallas Athena and um, Chiron, these asteroids and planets are the characters in your story, and they represent different parts of yourself. So like Mercury represents your conscious thinking mind, and Venus represents your love life or your social life, and so on. All right, but then... um, when you, have, when you see a planet in a sign in the chart uh, or the, and the signs on the house cusps of your chart, that represents mood, your player's mood. So the moon, like for instance, if you have Mars in Aries, that's different from Mars in Taurus. In other words, so it's, the Mars is the physical action, male energy, but for one person, it may be played out in an Aries way, while another person plays it out in a Taurus way or Pisces way or Aquarius manner. So the mood in the chart, the mood is part of a story, an element in a story. But in the chart, the mood is or asteroid in a sign. That's the player's moods defined. And he answers the question, how 
your players' roles are being expressed. So we have that, why, who, how, and then we come to where, where your story takes place, and that's the setting of your story, and that's the planets and the houses and signs on the house cusps. Your story's location and the location's description, where your story takes place. So if a person has a lot of planets, let's say three, four planets in their 10th house, they're emphasizing their career this lifetime. Um, If they have a lot of planets in the fourth house, the opposite house, they may have a lot of um, strong emotional base and emotional tie-in to their family. And they may be very private person. So every, every house is a different setting of your story. In other words, it's your story's location and the location's description. The location's description is the sign on the cusp. So let's say the person has Gemini on the seventh house cusp. That's, that means that that house, which has to do with close relationships, social life, and even marriage is played out in a Gemini way. They may have two. Gemini is the twin. So they may have two uh, major partners in their lifetime, this life. So that's setting. How, then, how do you mean that? When you say that, though, could it, be a, could it be like a marriage partner or like a police officer having their partner, two major uh, partners like that? Yeah, well, what I'm saying is that if, if I was just using the example of Gemini on the seventh house. Okay, so Gemini is, is in astrology, is the twin. So it may mean that their seventh house, which is their marriage, they may have, uh, oh, it's hard to say. Well, it, it, it can be played out in a Gemini way. Um, maybe they have two marriages this lifetime or maybe they have a marriage and a and a mistress or something like that um, i got it okay i got it i mean it's possible i'm not saying that it is going to be a, a a marriage partner and a mistress it could be something else but whatever sign is on that seventh house cusp for example is going to be the way that house is expressed or how the setting is expressed every story has a setting and major novels the setting mm-hmm. often changes you know it could be taking place in France or taking place then in England, and then it, come, it can take place then in America, all in one lifetime. So that's, those represent the planets on the houses and what they mean, your story's location and location's description. So that, that's the setting. And then we have time. Now, time is represented by... The, the wheel around your natal chart, you have another wheel, which are the transiting planets. Because your, your, uh, your chart is a stop-action photo of your life and what your life's plan's all about. We looked at, we, I mentioned that already, as your, your theme. What's, what's the, why you came here is looking at your chart as a whole. But then there's going to be planets, those same planets in your natal chart are going, to steep, are going to keep going around your chart. And those planets are making, uh, they're moving along through every house, through every degree. And that's, that represents each moment of your life story. So when your story it takes place, that answers the question when, 
That's the time, the timing of planets going around your chart, transiting planets and progress planets around the chart. They just keep moving around very slowly, week to week, month to month, year to year, and they're moving around your chart. But on occasion, when they're moving around, they're going to make major aspects to planets in your natal chart, and that represents the plot of the story. So any aspects, whether it's natal aspects in the birth chart, transiting or progress planets around your chart, that's the action in your story or the unfolding of events in your life. And they also can answer the question, what? What are the outcomes of those events? Outcomes which create dynamic karma. So when the planets are going around, let's say you have uh, transiting Saturn uh, going over your fourth house cusp, that may be the time for you to move, for instance. That's, a, that's just one example. It doesn't mean everybody who has Saturn on the fourth house cusp is going to move. But I'm just in some cases it can. So that person's plot means that when Saturn is down there, they're probably going to move somewhere. Maybe they had a job change, which is the 10th house. But the job now takes them out of state, so they have to move. So that's, that's plot. That's you're creating karma. When, you, when, you, when a planet comes around and makes major aspects to aspects or to planets in your natal chart, that represents, the, that represents movement. And that those movements of those planets around the chart making major dynamic angular aspects to planets in your natal chart that can create a movement or action in your life. And that action then creates karma. Every time you make a major movement, you're creating karma. And I'm using karma in the sense of good karma. I mean, there can be difficult karma as well, uh, <clears throat> like a Saturn square or something and Saturn op- opposition. But then you have really good thing like Uranus on the fourth house cusp can mean, can mean that the person is going to move and maybe it's because of a job change in their 10th house because the 10th house and fourth house are opposite houses and they're connected. If you move, if you get a new job and it's out of state, you have to move, move to that state. Uh, or if you decide you want to move to a state for no other reason than you want to be there instead of where you are now, then you have to change your job again because you have to take a job that's there. You see what I'm saying? So the, the two, fourth house and tenth house, are good examples of how houses are intertwined. So any time you have a major aspect between a transiting or progressed planet going around the chart, making a major aspect to a planet in your natal chart, that can and often does create action, movement, a decision that you have to make because now that aspect is kind of like right in your face. It's right in your life's path, and you have to do something about it, and then you make a move. Now, that move could mean it's uh, very, very easy and it was fortuitous for you or it was maybe difficult for somebody else. Either way, you're creating karma, good or Difficult karma, I'll say. Not bad, but uh, challenging karma. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop something in here, Dave. So that reminds yeah. me of 
husband, when his job, like what you're talking about, the karma, Yeah. they had to move to North Carolina. They had to because that's where the sister company was at. Yeah. That broke up our family patterns because, again, we hmm. had the at their houses. We had the best this, the best that. And at that time, it was difficult for a lot of us because that part of our family now now stopped. Right. It moved away. It changed. Yeah. Something new. Mm-hmm. My family had to pick up and move out to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Created new beginnings for us. So now I have an extension where I go out several times in North Carolina now. Okay. So time so yeah. that sounds exactly what you're talking about exactly yeah. like what you're talking about sure that's exactly it you, um when that person moved they may have had a i'm sure who um they probably had a major aspect going on from either a transiting planet or a progressed planet in their chart to their natal chart and they the, the um um it reflected in their was reflected in their chart. Maybe it was something to do with their tenth house or the ruler of their tenth house, for instance. And so they moved, and that, you know, because of the job change, they had to move, so they're no longer here. They're in a new environment. See, that's plot. You're you're, you're making uh, change, Same. major changes like that. I got to tell so you the, that we actually have a ton of people that want to talk to you, and maybe okay. you can identify their plots. Maybe you can identify what's going on for them. Um, well, we're just going to have to stick see. to the sun sign because it's. I'd have to see their chart to know what's going on, but um, but I will say this: if the person, people out there who are on who are waiting, and they want to know more about, you know, the plot of their life. And what's going to happen? They should email me at astrogunning at s. At, I'm sorry, I was going to make. I'm going to give them the old email, um, <laughs> astrogunning at gmail dot com. And if they're out of state, I can always do a reading for them on Zoom, and talk about what what planets are creating a plot in their life this lifetime this this year. Looking at, that's what I look at. That's what astrologers look at. They look at not only the natal chart, but what what are the planets out there doing to the planets in their birth chart? And if it's major like that, a major planet, major outer planet, let's say, and it's a major major aspect that they're under, that could mean, and maybe it's not going to take place until, say, September of this year, let's, let's say, well, then I can talk about, well, maybe in September you're going to feel this or feel that, and these are some of the possibilities that you may choose to do. I'll never tell them you're going to do this or that because astrologers should not predict outcomes. The outcomes are left up to the individual, but the astrologer can give them uh, a heads up as, as, uh, as pertaining to some of the possibilities that exist for them. Uh, and and way, free will, and more, free choice. Yeah, and, and even will, more important, yes. even more important, what's going on inside them? What are they feeling? The moon? Are they? What are they desiring? Venus? Uh, 
what what about their physical Mars uh, male ass, uh, male um, uh, action going on in their chart? And that's Mars, and what's going on with Mars? Or that's that has a lot to do with making decisions that cause you to to make a physical move. If it's something going on with their sun sign, that may have a lot to do with their will or willpower. So the five inner planets, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, has to do with what may be going on inside that person internally. Mercury, the mind. Moon, the emotions. Venus, your desires. Sun, your will. Mars, they want to find out? Yeah. They can get a chart or they can find a class yeah. that you're teaching. But let's yeah. go ahead because I know our time is ticking here and people want to talk yeah. to you. All okay. right, so let's, let's see who our first caller is. Caller, are you there? People like to call and listen in. Yep. So what we ask when uh, when we do this, we just ask for your first name. Uh, and again, with Dave, so I just ask where you're calling from, your first name, where you're calling from. And then also, um, Dave will ask you your birth date. Hello. Hello. Who is this? Hi. Now. Where are you calling from now? New York. Mel from New York. Okay. Welcome to the Mel. show. Hi. Mel, what's your um when's your birthday? June thirtieth. June thirtieth. So you're a cancer. And you're probably about a nine degree, ten degree cancer. Okay. Um what is your question? Um <laughs> I was just taken by surprise to be the first caller, so I don't really have a question. Um, okay, um, this new uh, thing with Pluto going into what Aquarius? Aquarius? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's going to hit my second house where there's a Saturn. How? What should I expect? Well, do you know the do you know the degree on your second house? Yeah. Well, my rising is 17, so I'm assuming each house is around you know in the late teens. Okay, but I mean, do you know the the actual um, knowing the actual degree is important because, for instance, if you do, let's say you do have a, you said you had Aquarius on the second house. Yeah. Okay, so right now it's just just went into Aquarius. In fact, it went in on this past Monday, zero degrees Aquarius. But your house cost maybe, what did you say, um, in the twenties? It's it's at. In the late teens, because my rising is 17 17 degrees uh, Capricorn. Well, okay, but uh, if it's in the late teens in Aquarius, second house, Pluto's not going to get there for a very long time. Pluto moves very slowly. Uh, Okay, but but I was just a little concerned. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, did you say you had Saturn in the second house? Saturn, yeah. And what degree is that at? Uh, around 14. 14 degrees? Okay, well, that's still mm-hmm. going to be a long time before Pluto hits it. But, again, I don't know exactly, but it's going to be years from now. Thank God. And when Pluto goes over your Saturn in the second house, that may have a lot to do with um, you being more self-empowered. Uh, are you 
And any, just out of curiosity, are you in a job where you're the the boss or the manager kind of? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm always, like, in sales, so you're employed as account executive or, Okay. You know, yeah. I would say thing. there's there's going to be a lot of going on when Pluto finally does go over uh, your Saturn and Aquarius. As I say, that's going to be years from now. I think you said late teens, right, for Saturn? Yeah, around 12, 13, or 14, as I remember. Yeah, you might have to wait until like 2030, you know, it's a long way off before Pluto gets even up to your Saturn or goes into your first house, second house and then goes over your Saturn. But when it does, Pluto goes over your Saturn, that's going to be powerful. Yeah. Um, that, may, that may have something to do with, uh, are you, do you aspire to have your own business at some point or do you have that already? I do have, I have little businesses that are never really as huge as I'd like them to be, but, yeah. Okay, I always, well, yeah. well, if you still, when Pluto does go over your Saturn, and like I say, it may not be until 2030, uh, that's like, what, uh, six years from now, uh-huh. but at that point, you may have, you may start, you could, I'm not saying you will, it's, I'm saying, I'm not predicting this, but it's possible that you could be engaged in a major uh uh, business that you run, you're the boss. Something along Isn't those lines. Nice. Isn't the remnants of it be starting though, because it's hitting the house? You know, I know there's that exact junction, but once yeah. it once it starts going into that house, you start seeing remnants of it, right? Yeah, you see. Yeah, when Pluto goes into your second house, um, you may start to see major money coming your way. It's possible. Uh, it all depends on what other, what other aspects Pluto is making in your second house, what other aspects it's making to other planets, not just conjuncting your Saturn, but going making other aspects to other planets in your chart. That's mm-hmm. going to be very telling as to what's going on. Pluto, yeah, the second house, you want to be in all control. Right. Yeah. What are control the is, the, is the key. All right. Control over your own business, your own income, money, gonna... and all that. So, Mel, let ahead, us know Jordan. what happens, okay? Please, yeah. let us know what happens, yeah. Got a lot of people that are waiting to talk with Dave, so we're going to hop on to our next caller. Let's see who we have calling in here. Hello, caller, who is this, and where are you calling from? Hello, it's Nathaniel. Hi there, are you there? Nathaniel, we love you, Nathaniel. Welcome to the show. Nathaniel. <laughs> Hi, Daniel, how you doing? what is your, uh, what's your birthday? May 1st, 1957, 7.36 a.m. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, okay, May 1st. <laughs> yeah. First, uh, first, uh, first of, uh, four planets are in the 12th house. Sun, what what, what degree, Bert. Nathaniel, what, what degree is your sun sign? Uh, I'm not sure on that. I don't have my chart in front of me, but I know okay, the Mars is in is in Gemini in the first house. Okay. Well, um, your sun sign may be around. I'm just guessing now, but it may be around uh, eight degrees? or nine, possibly. Well, no, about probably yeah, around yeah, ten degrees. Yeah. Ten right. degrees of uh, Cancer. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You said what was the the 
month you were born again? May, you, May 1st. May 1st. Okay, I'm sorry, Taurus. Uh, I got that wrong. You, you probably you have your son probably at around 10 degrees Taurus, uh, and which is interesting because at the end of February this year, uh, Jupiter is going to be going over. It should be going into eight, seven, eight, and nine and ten degrees of Taurus in February. So Jupiter's going to be going over your sun. It's really good. That's positive. It's very good in terms what of month again? Uh, fe- uh, February, February 2024. Wow, so, right now. Please. Yeah, it's it's coming up. Yeah, I mean, wow, it's, you're, yeah. We're, we're right at the end of uh, January here. But it's, I'm guessing I'm guessing your sun is around 10 degrees. So right around the end of February, uh, you're going to have Jupiter going over your sun, and that's going to build confidence. You're going to feel a lot of confidence in yourself. And with that confidence, with that internal feeling of being self-empowered, uh, you may go out and, um, I don't know, whatever you want to do. I mean, I don't know if it has to it do with relationships. Snowball. It may snowball into something. It may attract something. The angels or the guys may just throw something on my lap. What are you, you know, looking kind of like for? like a six of wands. There you go. That's right. Yeah. But, you know? So, Nathaniel, what are you looking That's for? for I mean, sure. what is your... Just everything. Maybe recognition in astrology and maybe music or, uh, you know, something, uh, you know. Well, then... The Jupiter over your sun sign at the end of February will be very make you feel very positive, extroverted, and just by being that way, feeling good, uh, you're sending out a, uh, you're sending out signals that other people are going to pick up on, and maybe you'll get maybe not saying you will for sure I don't know but I don't know your whole chart but you, you might get more recognition. When Jupiter goes over your sun at the end of February. That's fantastic. Nice. Yes. nice. Would you let us know, Nathaniel? Please let us know. Yes, we're uh, Nathaniel's got great energy. We uh, we've spoken with Nathaniel before. Nathaniel actually might come on the show, Dave. He's got some very interesting stuff that he loves to talk about. So we're going to look forward to uh, inviting Nathaniel onto the show pretty soon here. Uh, but let us know. know. I mean, February 24th. Oh my God, that's right around the corner. Yeah, it's about another month away. Couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, wow, I mean, that's I, exciting. That, yeah. I mean, Mel's got to wait four years until 2030. But well, got to wait 30 I, days. She's waiting a couple. Well, that's an approximation. I don't know exactly for Mel because I don't know exactly when uh, Pluto is going to go into her second house and go over her Saturn. But that's why I would. Um, sure. That's why I would ask Mel if she's interested in knowing more and exact timing of events. She should uh, email me, and we can set up a reading on Zoom. Same with you, Nathaniel. If you well, want to do that. That's what I tell people. If they want a more in-depth chart, I mean, during the during the week, I was speaking with one of my clients, and we were talking about. In astrology, people ask me, you know, Joanne, are you an astrologer? And I'm, I'm like, no, I'm clearly a psychic, transmedium, medical intuitive, and all of everything that has to the spiritual field I am. I studied astrology a long time ago, uh, but it was not for my forte. That's your forte, Dave. That's something that you really 
like swimming, like I swim in the, you know, the psychic stuff. Right. And, um, but somebody and I were talking this week and we were talking about where she lives and how she loves it. And we were talking about astral cartography. That's another thing mm. that you do as yeah. far as finding the right place for people to live. Yep. You know, that's yeah, not that's... one of the amazing things that you do as far as we learn partnerships for astrology charts. I mean, True. there's a lot that you do, Dave, that people really should call you up and, and check out, really. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I right, love well, to talk about people's next... potential. Oh, my God. Positive. And, Dave, again, I'm just going to – so I'm going to say this to you guys. Listen, I'm going to say this to you. You know, um, again, I've known Dave for a long time, and because I've known Dave for a long time, I know that what he when he speaks about this stuff, you know, like Dave says, he's not making any predictions, that sort of thing. However – and I still have to do this playfully, wink, wink. You know, you guys, if you go back to a couple of the radio shows several months back, Dave and I are both Aquarians. You know, the Aquarians were going through some interesting times. And Dave was mm-hmm. very clear. He said it out loud. He goes, you know, right after your birthday, Jorianne, of 2023, stuff might start happening, and boy, did it. And he was very explicit about what could be happening, and boy, did it. And as well as years and years and years ago, there was a time also that something as Dave said. So here's the deal. You know, the ball is always in your court. It's always about, you know, um, you have the choices to make yourself. You can get the information from uh, any of the uh, psychic people, myself, the astrology, astrologers, Dave. Um, but it's for you to look at it and make the decisions. Right. So that's that's the cool thing about the astrology. But again, my thought is to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Dave shared some stuff, and I was I was forearmed, so that was really great. All right, now we do have this other caller online. Caller, uh, who is this, and where are you calling from? Hello. Hello. Are you? Yes, hi there. Who is this? Hello. We can hear you. Hello. Hi. How are you? Okay, well, okay, there you go. That's better. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your... What is uh, your name? What is your... Yes, what is your name? Hmm, Shy. Hello. Might, Might be from a different country where it's taking time to... Yeah, it's a it's a over something. Let's, hey caller, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll come back to you in a little bit. We're gonna see if we can get a, a better connection there. All right, let's see who we have next online. Hi caller, who is this and where are you calling from? Hi. Hi. I I I don't think it's the snow. I mean, it could be the weather. <laughs> Well, that was you saying hi. Okay, so <laughs> so Jorianne, when is yeah. your birthday, and Hello what is there. your question? <laughs> oh, <there. laughs> well, oh my goodness, I'll tell you. Oh, Jorianne, so Jorianne, welcome so to the show. Welcome to the show, Jorianne. Thank <laughs> you, Dave. Thank you, thank you. We might have to go back to Nathaniel, Nathaniel or Mal. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Listen. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come to you. I'm going to go back to the one to the one lady, 
mm-hmm. um, that we went to a little bit ago. So hang on. We're going to see if that caller is there. Because, again, we always invite you to call in and listen in. So when I say hello, you know you do not have to answer. And then when you don't answer, I'm going to be putting you back in hold so you can listen to the rest of the show. There's a lot of information that Dave gives out. There are a lot of people that love astrology. Many of you guys have called me and said, Jurian, we just love to listen. So please don't feel obligated that you have to say something and you don't have to ask a question. So I'm going to go back to our first caller. Hi. Hello, caller. Are you there? Yes, I'm Hi, here. who is this? This is Tanika. What's your name? Tanika. Welcome Tanika. back Tanika. to the show. Hi. 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 Hi, Tanika. Where are you calling what, what? from? Yeah. I'm currently in Florida. Florida, okay. Um, Tanika, when is your birthday? September 3rd, 7 8. September 3rd, so you're a Virgo. Yep. Yep. And you're about a third. Do you know your chart, by the way? Yeah. Do you have it with you? No, but I know it by heart. I think okay. I know. What, what deg- is, is your sun wow. sign around? Is your sun <laughs> sign around 13 degrees Virgo? Oh, that I don't know. Okay. Well, it's, if you're born on the third, uh, you see. Yeah, I'm guessing about 12, 13 degrees Virgo. So what is your question? Um, well, I was, I just stopped talking because me and someone that I was seeing since August stopped talking, and I thought they would be a match because they were a Taurus, but he had a lot of other stuff in his chart. And anyway, I'm just kind of hurt that we stopped talking, and I just, but not, I don't know, I just wanted to know if you see anything as far as love or changes coming up for me because I just, I feel like I'm just lost, kind of. Yeah, Like yeah. I don't know what. I hear you. Okay. And I'm tired of feeling this way. Uh, love has love and money have a lot to do with Venus. Uh, but Venus right now in January, it's it's in Sag, and actually it just went into yesterday went into Capricorn, and then it's going to go into Aquarius. Let me just see when. Hold on a second. Um. So you're about 13 degree, 13 degree. All right, so I'm looking at March, Tanika, and in the middle of March, say actually before the middle of March, say around between March 10th and March 16th, uh, Jupiter should be making a trine to your sun sign in Virgo. Uh, very, That's a... Very good. The, the previous caller had his Jupiter going over his sun in Taurus, uh, and but in your case, because it, Jupiter is in Taurus, and Taurus and Virgo are both Earth signs, Jupiter is making what is called a trine. That's a very, very. It's a major aspect. It's very good, and that in itself is going to give you confidence. Uh, are you? Are you in a relationship now, or are are you working at at this time? I am working. I don't. My job feels like, kind of like it's not going anywhere. It's remote. I'm new to the state. I don't know anyone. Don't okay. have a car yet. And the relationship I was just sort of in that we I thought was building towards something. Like we stopped talking on Monday because I felt like he didn't 
really, I felt like he was kind of detached, like too detached. Like I felt like he didn't really, um, like really want someone fully in his life. I feel like he was kind of breadcrumbing me, and and, and that surprises me for a Taurus. Mm-hmm. But he had other stuff in his chart that I think has to do with that. But I just uh, so he, he's a Taurus. Yeah, but he has like a Sagittarius moon and like a Venus and Mars and Gemini and a Mercury and Aries. Like he was kind of goofy. I'm just thinking if well, I, I mean, maybe something, some major aspect in his natal chart. But when you said earlier about detached, that quite often um, is an air sign person. He might, I mean, he might be obviously he's a Taurus, but he may have a lot of air in his chart. I don't know. But you just um, go ahead. Yeah, I just told you that he has Mars and Venus and Gemini and a moon in Sagittarius and a Mercury in Aries. Like, so he okay, has like. So- so he had a and couple I have a lot of air in me, but... Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. air, air signs tend to be... Uh, think of it this way. Uh, fire signs are hot. Air signs are cold. Earth signs are dry. And water signs are wet. So if wow. he said he had a couple of planets in Gemini, uh, that, may be, that may make him somewhat detached. What two planets did you say were in Gemini in his chart? His Venus and his Mars, but my Venus okay. and my Mars are in Libra. My Moon and oh, okay, Libra. and that's see, that's a trine. That's a nice. That would be a nice trine between your Mars Venus to his Mars Venus. That should be good. Um, would would you say that he was kind of flaky at times? Yeah. Yeah, that, Gemini tends to be they flit around and they're they're here and then they're not here and uh, you know it's hard to sometimes pinned down a Gemini. But let me just say that right around the middle of March, the first, maybe the second week, third week of March, with Jupiter and Taurus, that might be, I don't know what his degree in, uh, what his sun sign, uh, you said it was Taurus, but I don't know. Do you know his degree that his son was in? I don't. I know the time of day he was born, but not his okay. degree. Okay, well, that's fine, uh, I'm, but I'm just saying for you, you're going to feel much better about just things in general when Jupiter goes making a trine to your sun sign in Virgo, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if that means he's coming back into your life. I don't know. Uh, it could mean that you are confident enough in yourself to go out and find something someone else or better yet maybe even find if you don't like the work you're doing then go find a better job but it's going to get you more confident to go out there and reach out more okay so that's a good thing again i don't make predictions because i don't know what's going to happen and i would have to know your chart and i would have to know his chart but i mean you have a really good jupiter coming up in march so uh, look, look forward to that around the first and second week of March. Does the Pluto and Aquarius stay positive? Yeah, Pluto is oh. an Aquarius. It just went in positive. Uh, yeah, on the twenty second of January, that was a Monday. Okay. That's yeah. Uh, earlier this week, Pluto went into uh, Aquarius, and Wait. I got to tell you this too. For this is for everybody out there. Uh, on the 27th of January, uh, Uranus is going to be at 
19 degrees Taurus, and it's going to be stationing direct. So I don't know if you have any planets around 19 degrees of, a, of Earth signs, Tanika, but that Uranus is going to be very favorable for a lot of people. Beautiful. All right. Well, so, let us know, Tanika, what happens. Yeah. We're going to move on to our next caller here. Hello, caller. Who is this, and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Tanya. I'm calling from Pennsylvania. Tanya from Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Tanya. Huh? It's Tanya you, with an S. Okay. Uh, have you called in before? No. Oh, okay. Um, when is your birthday? February 15th. Oh, so you're in Aquarius. Yep. Aren't you born, Jorianne, aren't you okay. born around the 15th? 16th, so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so you, you, this would be about um, what about to see, 15, about a 25 degree Aquarius. So, what is your question? Um, I wanted to see about because um, I guess I'm no longer with my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship ended, and she moved out in. Um, it was in sometime in December. Okay. And it was not good because she had cheated on me. And um, Mm. honestly, she has been like, initially she did come back for dinner a few times, and but I just stopped answering her text. Um, And she's been trying to reach out. She did a a few days ago, but I'm just not answering because the whole thing is just it's just bad taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. How long Um, had you been going with her? hmm? Eight years we worked together. Oh wow, that's a long time. So what oh. what do you see happening um, as well, far as this person? Um, you see her still continuing to try to reach out to me. Well, um, I tell you this, you you have I don't know if this might have had something to do with it, but Uranus now is what is called it's in a station period, and right now it is station period. We're at what today is the twenty fifth. And in two days, Uranus is going to go station direct, and it's making um, a quincunx to your son. Uh, let me just ask you this. How's your health been? Oh, it's been good. I mean, I had a little bit of a, like, a flu-like symptom, but it was mm-hmm. like a like a two-day bug. And, okay. And, you know, it went away. I'm fine now. Okay. Well, when Uranus quincunx your son in a couple of days, actually, uh you're going to feel, it's going to be kind of an odd feeling of anxiety, but also you feel like reaching out. So I'm not sure if this person's coming back or not. Jorianne, you might be able to give her insight on that. But I, I think you're going to have something going on with when Uranus stations and goes direct in a couple of days. You're already, the, the whole world is in the station period right now. So that Uranus is probably squaring, maybe not, maybe not yet. It's going to be a little bit later on. Uh, and, and Pluto in Aquarius is not, it's not even near uh, where your sun sign is because it's only at zero degrees and your sun is at 20, 20 25 degrees. So, um, Jorianne, you want to chime in on this one? The only thing, Sonia, I'd want to say to you is, 
saying that it was really bad and it was eight years you guys were together and she cheated on you. Something that you really want to go back into healed and corrected and liken relationships to two people being in a car and the car breaks down and each person gets out of the car, well, if they want to get back together in that relationship, they have to get in and they've got to fix the car first before it can go forward. Otherwise, you guys are still sitting in a broken car. Mm. And because it takes two to tangle, ask yourself, are you ready for this person to come back? Have you guys done couples counseling? Have you have you guys really thrown the cards on the table and had a come into God conversation? No, no I, this, this I, I is a workable partnership. I, I would never go back to her. I mean, the fact that she's with this person now, and her whole thing is like, well, I want to take time for myself, and then after the year, I have a feeling I'm going to come back to you. It doesn't work that way. I just yeah. don't know if she's still going to continue reaching out to me because I'm continuing to ignore her. Yeah, so for it's you, the thing it's to over. do, though. Stop and think about it. She can continue to reach out to you, but you're not a victim, and you're not. You don't have to bow down to her reaching out to you. All you have to do is hit the button that says block, block. Yeah, down, um, but it doesn't matter if she reaches out. You don't have to respond, honey. Right. I, I could care any less. As a matter of fact, I've never felt more empowered. It's like, I don't know what happened. I was very super depressed. I was in a worse state. I would lay in bed sometimes two days. I would do nothing in this house. I didn't care about anyone. And all of a sudden, I feel so invincible that I can do anything. Like I'm traveling, I'm going on a plane in a couple of days, and I've had so much energy that I don't even know what to do with it. So yeah. I don't want her back in my life because what I have now is great. I won't change it for anything or anyone. What, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? Maybe a commitment now? then. Commitment what, that you're that? complete, and that's why you're well, feeling empowered. Well, when, yeah. when you said you wouldn't trade anything for what you have now, what is it? What do you mean by that? Well, like I'm not, like, first of all, I don't need anyone to be happy. First you have to be happy with yourself. You have to try to make yourself happy, which is what's happening now to me. Correct. Right? I don't have anyone in my life, just my dog and a couple of friends I talk to, my family, but that's it. But, you know, she thought that she was the center of my world. Well, flash news, no. Because I'm the center of my world, me. I'm always number one right now. And I'm going to um, say this. Let me say this. At the end of June, Uranus is going to be squaring your sun at about 25 degrees of Taurus. Okay. And that, that indicates that you want to be free and unattached. Um, it's going to make you very much more bold uh, in relationships and possibly even – in your job or career? What do you do? What is your job? I work in technology field. And let me tell you, my job is going great. This is a great Good. year. You know why? Because I already got a promotion and a pay raise. Can't get any Good. better than that. <laughs> no. That's great. But I think by the end of June, when Uranus squares your son, you're going to want to be free. Uh, or if, And even if a relation came into your life and it could, it, it might not last i mean don't forget you're an aquarius and aquarius tends to be very detached okay 
And with Aquarius, when things are over, it's over. It's, it's like the person just wants to move forward and not go back, like with, like with this relationship that you were in. But uh, you're going to be making some bold – I think I'm, – I'm not predicting this, but I'm going to say this to you, is that by the end of June, I feel you're going to make some bold moves. And that could be in your career or that could be in relationships. But it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to last. But it's the freedom to do what you feel is necessary or what you want to do. That's even more important. So the end of June, and Uranus is the planet that rules Aquarius. And that's squaring. It's in Taurus right now. And it's going to be at 25 degrees Taurus at the end of June 2024 this year. And it's going to be squaring your sun. So you're going to be, I think, you could be making some bold moves. Is there anything that you, anything else that you want to do? I know you said you got a promotion and your job's Dave, going well. I've got. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think Sonia should call you for a more in-depth reading because we've got so many yeah. callers here. Yeah. Oh, that, that's Sonia, fine. Dave, how can Sonia uh, contact you for a full chart? It's, it's, I'm at uh, Astro, A-S-T-R-O, Gunning, G-U-N-N-I-N-G, one word, Astro Gunning, at gmail.com. So, and Sonia, yeah, make out. sure. I'll give you a lot more. You guys, ahead, you know, when Dave's talking, take your calendar. You know, when I've gone to a reading with Dave to get my chart done, I bring my calendar. I write down the things on the dates that he says. And then I sit back and I just kind of watch or I prepare myself for something, that sort of thing. So make sure when Dave, you know, I just had one of my friends earlier today saying, hey, Dave said this, Dave said that. And the energy is actually going in that direction right now, just to let you know, Dave, for our friend Kimberly. So just to let you know that, okay, give you some validation and feedback here. Okay. We have next online. Who is this, and where are you calling from? Hello. 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 This. Hi, this is Esther. I'm calling from New York. Esther from New York. I'm back, Esther. Esther, when is your your birthday, Esther? Let me tell you, you got a lot of Taurus people calling in here, and I'm another one. (laughs) Another Taurus. (laughs) That That makes all the sense in the world, because there's two planets, Jupiter and Uranus are in Taurus. And Tauruses are feeling this. Um, when is your birthday? I'm on the 21st of April. Oh, okay. So you're, well, you're about a, what, zero degree of Taurus. You're right at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Basically, I'm on the cusp of Aries going into Taurus. That's what I keep hearing. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also, oh, man, Pluto is making a square to your son. Okay, now. What is your question? My question is, um, I don't, like my mother just passed and I missed her, mm-hmm. but I, I'm hoping that I'm doing the right thing because um, I'm trying to handle her business. Okay, now when did she die? In October. Oh, okay. That was last year then. All right, yeah. so... Um, I'm sorry, what is your what is your exact question on your mind? Um, well, I'm handling some of her business with housing and stuff, so I'm hoping I'm doing mm-hmm. the right thing. Okay, well, right now, 
um, you know, Pluto is in zero degrees Aquarius, and you're about a zero degree Taurus. So Pluto is making a major square to your your sun sign. Are you embroiled in a power struggle by any chance right now? Yeah, I'm going to have to go to court. <laughs> okay, okay. What what what's yep. going on? Just just give me a brief thing that's going on there. Um, the brief thing is um, they messed up on a rent, and also mm. that um, they trying to put me out way before uh, anything else. Like like they're giving me an ultimatum, and then if I don't take it, that's it. Wow, yeah, you're you're under a Pluto square wow. sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, that's a difficult aspect, Pluto squaring your sun. It means there are, in your case, it, it might have something to do with power struggles with people in authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you're experiencing right now with this yeah. Pluto. And that's, well, I'm not going to lie to you, that's not easy. It's It's a challenge. It's difficult. It doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, it's not going to be there forever. Uh, It's going to move on, Pluto. But right now you're kind of, it seems like from what I'm seeing here, is you're embroiled in something big with Pluto squaring your sun. Oh, wow. Is is that the case? Yes. Okay. I I don't know. I'm not going to make a prediction on how that's going to go. I know. I know. But, Jorianne, what do you see about, uh, her, her, what's going on in her life right now? What do you see going forward for her? Well, again, um, again for me right now, uh, Esther, I think personally, if you wanted to get a reading, we could actually look at it in more in more detail because there's a lot going yeah. on. The one thing that I can tell you for the brief time we have on the phone, but hang on, Esther, hang on. You're in a legal uh, confrontation that's very, very important to you. The one prayer that I tell people to do is the St. Raymond prayer. And St. Raymond is the saint of all legal cases. You can find him online. And he's also the saint for stillborn babies. So when you pray to St. Raymond because you've got your adversaries out there, you take your, your index finger and your thumb, get it wet with your saliva, and then you make the sign of the cross three times on your forehead, each time calling out his name, St. Ramon, St. Ramon, St. Ramon. Then you, then you, in your mind, you point your finger, now I physically point my finger, imagining my enemies, and say, keep their mouth shut. So you're wagging your finger at them. And then tug on your right earlobe and say, and make this work out in my behalf. So if you, I'm going to eventually have to get this up on uh, on YouTube, this prayer, so people can actually see the um, the way to do it properly. But if you keep praying to St. Ramon, that might loosen up some of this legal entanglement that you're having with these people that are trying to um, boost you out of the, you know, out of your uh, location. Okay. Prayer-wise, that's where I'd come from. Okay. Because, again, I'm going to tell you something. I used that prayer years ago seven times. Six times it was like magic. The seventh time I was just so upset that I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. And uh, so that was my fault that that didn't work out that way. But it worked out like magic. People were handing us papers that we shouldn't have had. 
and it was just really magical. So I would pray to St. Ramon right now on this one, honey. Okay? I appreciate and, that. And I, just so want, I just want to say one other thing. I was looking while Joanne was talking there. Be mm-hmm. careful around the 14th of February. I think that's Valentine's Day. But you're going to have Mars also at zero degrees Aquarius and Pluto at zero degrees Aquarius, and they're both squaring your sun. So the Mars squaring your sun, uh, there may be some uh, entanglement with somebody else. So be very careful. I don't know your whole chart, but uh, be careful around the middle of February. Uh, that can be it can make you kind of feisty, or it can make the other people that you're involved with very feisty. You're, it seems like you're in kind of a coming into a, a, a kind of battle with these people. So um, try not to yeah. – I mean, you're a Taurus. You're a Taurus, and Tauruses are usually – depends on the entire chart now. I, and I don't know your entire chart. I'd love to. But you're uh, – with your sun sign at early degrees Taurus, we know that. We know that the Mars and Pluto towards the middle of February, it, both of them are going to be squaring – your sun sign so watch out because i don't think nobody wants to be controlled but there's something there's a feeling of control and i i'm sure you're going to be fighting against the forces that want to control you so be careful just be careful be aware almost feels like somebody trying to dominate him Somebody yeah. trying to dominate her. Yep. Be yeah, that's how I, that's what I feel. All right, let us know what happens, honey. Let us know what happens. And and again, I'm just gonna add. I'm just gonna add this on. Um, and we've got to get to the other callers. But you guys, I have to tell you, Dave told me a long time ago, Jorianne, this year, oh my God, your chart, oh my God, it's gonna be. You're gonna have. You're gonna run into some really difficult times. It's gonna really probably be pretty horrible for you the whole year. And that is what you said, Dave. Now, listen, prepared with that information, I took action. I did prayers. I did meditations. I took classes. I learned. And then somebody else said to me, another astrologer said to me, how could you have as much success as you had this year, Jorianne, with your chart? And I said, that's because my friend Dave prepared me and told me what I was up against. So that's why these charts are so important. That when you have this knowledge that's given to you that it looks like it could go this way, you know, Esther, you could start doing some candle magic. You could start doing things like these real serious heavy-duty prayers where you're calling in the saints and the angels to protect you. The Archangel Michael starts saying his prayer every day. So, And this stuff really works, you guys, because this is energy. This is altering the energy around you. So, again, the information Dave gives you, it's not just a – well, that's nice. I know things are going to be, I might have some hard times, but it's, it's no, it's like get ready for those hard times. Seven years of feast, seven years of famine, like, you know, Joseph in the Bible. So think about it. Think about it. All right, let's see who we have next online. Hello, caller. Hi, who is this? Where are you calling from? Are you there? Okay, this could be another listener. All right, let's see who we have next online. Hi. Hello. Hi, who is this and where are you calling from? 
Hi, this is Stacy from Florida. Stacy in Florida. Okay. Hi, Stacy. Welcome, Stacy. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. So, Stacy, uh, when is your birthday? December 16th. Okay, so you're about a 26th degree of Sagittarius. Do you know your chart? No, no, no. Sorry. Okay. All right, so what is your what is your question? <laughs> Basically, I want to know how do you see uh, career and, um, you know, movement, moving. You know, I just want to know what's in line for me this year. No, what's uh, and what's in store for you? Is that what you're kind of yeah. asking? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, right now, uh, so you're um, – you said December 16th, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you're about a 26th degree of Sagittarius, and you have Neptune right now. Neptune moves as slow as Pluto, and Neptune's in Pisces. Has there been a feeling around you like, man, I, I thought I knew who I was. I'm not even sure if I know who I am anymore, what I want to do. I'm kind of just floating i'm on a i'm on a log going down the stream and i have no control do you feel like you're just kind of uh uh not knowing who you are and not knowing what you want to do and all that okay yeah. okay um what are you as your main concern about career or is it relationships those are usually the two big ones um, no, the is doing pretty good right now. So, I'm sorry, what? Say that again? The, the career is going pretty good right now. Okay. And how about relationships? <laughs> Non-existent. Non-existent. Okay. Don't, don't worry. It's, you know, it'll come. <laughs> um, but right now, you're just kind of, um, I get the feeling you're a little bit unsure of yourself. You're not on solid ground. You're kind of... Uh, just not grounded. I guess that's the best way I can say it. Uh, this is a time for you with Neptune squaring your sun to really, and I think this is uh, what Jorianne was just talking about a moment ago, getting in touch with your soul, getting in touch with your uh, who you are. And the thing for you to do because Neptune, it, tends, it seems like it's overriding in your chart. And uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have Neptune squaring your sun, but it's like Neptune wants to take you off the earth plane and put you on a more of a spiritual plane. So what you really should be doing right now is doing a lot of meditation and prayers and even like what Joanne was talking about, you know, the, some of those rituals she was mentioning. Are you doing any meditation? No. What you should be doing is just sit in the silence, uh, get comfortable uh, wherever that is, in your couch or in, the, or in your room or whatever, and get into your deep breathing. Breathe deeply and breathe slowly. And just let, let go of your thoughts. And just let your intuition come through. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that you might be pretty intuitive, anyways. Are you into anything spiritual right now? 
No, I'm not. What, okay, are you interested? Would you be interested in yoga? I thought about it. There's a thing called, um, I don't know if you know about this, it's called hot yoga, mm-hmm. where people go into this room and it's really, it's like, a, it's like going into a sauna and you're doing yoga, somebody leads and somebody does, somebody leading you through these yoga asanas, these positions. And I really think you need to get in touch with your inner self. Does that, are you open to that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Be, this is the time for you to really get spiritual. You know, Dave, I've got to tell you, I've got, I've got to interrupt you guys here. Dave, uh, this this time has gone through so fast. How can people yeah. contact you uh, yeah. just one more time? Because I can't believe our time has, has come to an end. So how can they call yeah, you for a full chart? Yeah, it's ask, just email me. And we can do, if you're out of state, we'll do the reading on Zoom. And it's Astro, A-S-T-R-O, Gunning, G-U-N-N-I-N-G, Astro Gunning, one word, at gmail.com. And, you know, give you some answers, some insight. Uh, and I'm, I, I would, I wouldn't, I can't say I can promise anything, but uh, I'm sure you'll get a lot out of, out of the reading. And that goes for everybody. I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, because the people have just given had. me feedback, Dave. Yeah. Yep, Stacy. Yeah. Yep. Stacy, um, I get yep. this feeling that you're just—you're really—I get this feeling that you're spiritual. I mean, you're a Sagittarius, so Neptune's really just right there, squaring your sun, and it's really important that you get in touch with yourself. You already have the answers inside of you. All you have to do is relax, sit with your back straight, don't lie down, and sit comfortably and do slow, deep, diaphragmatic breathing to slow down your mind so that your intuitive mind will give you the answers. I really think – are you still there, the caller? Okay. Okay, yeah, so I see just – see is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop in here. Hang on, okay. hang on. I'm going to hop in here. Years yeah. ago, when I was going through a lot of my own healing processes, you, the statement that you just said, when you said you have the own, your own answers within you, I yeah. just couldn't grasp that because at that time I was looking for answers from outside. But the mm-hmm. truth is, if you've got the question, you've got the answer. And you and I are both hypnotherapists from the past. And one person's answer is not going to work for another person. It could, but by reaching deep inside, like Dave was saying, going into those meditative states, doing that prayer work, like I said, you truly will find those answers that lie within because those answers are for you and you alone, and they come from your higher consciousness, but also from your spirit guides and angels. So just, just think about that, you guys. Dave, our time has come, and I want to thank wow. all the listeners. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. I couldn't believe how fast it went. I was going like, wait a minute, we've got more time, but we don't. Well, I spent so a lot of time on going over the show. Thank you so the much shirt. for joining like, us. I'm, oh, but that was, was really important, though, because yeah, I, yeah, it, yeah. It, it really, it, I think if well, with what I was giving out the, the material. Um, it's best done when 
people can see their chart, and I can point it out, point out these things. Yeah. Obviously, I can't because we're on the, we're just on the phone. But uh, right, right. Yeah, I can go over that with people when they call me and want to set up a reading, and they want to know more about what I was talking about earlier. I can go over that with them. That's not, you know, I don't, I wouldn't charge anymore or anything like that. I would just, you know, go over that with you so you understand it. But basically, I know people have questions, and I will answer your question. I always say to the client, what is your main concern at this time? And that's what I'll focus on. Even though I'm I'm going to do a complete reading on the person, uh, I'm going to focus on their questions. So they'll they'll get answers. Yes. Yes. And and also, they're going to get answers even without the questions they're asking, Dave. I'm telling you, the right. stuff that comes up during these charts, it's unbelievable. So, so you guys, if you want to get a chart from Dave, please go to astrogunning at gmail.com. Leave your name, leave your number so Dave can contact you. He can do uh, your chart uh, in person. He can do your chart by Zoom, by phone. And have your calendar right there, I'm telling you. Have a notepad, have your calendar, record it. It's going to make a huge difference, I promise you. Thank you. So, Dave, Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, Happy New Year yes, to sir. you, too. And, and so everybody, I'm, I'm, and you know, we will talk I'm to you guys talk right to you. here next week. Hey, big yeah. hugs. Love, love see, you, everybody. I'll love see you in a month. Okay. Yes, you will. Good night now. Good night. Night now.